Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Scriptures is really our only defense 
that's given to us to fight against the dark forces. The scriptures is the, is the defense. Exactly. It's the only line of defense. Just like when Satan <clears throat> came to deal with Eve, what she had as a defense, she had the words of the Most High. That was her defense. Mm-hmm. Once she stepped out of that, she was given into being a servant of Satan, and Satan was able to get into her mind. And uh, Satan tried that. He tried to do the same thing with Christ, but Christ showed us the example that we have to stay in line with the scriptures, and that's when we'll be straight. We stay in line with the scriptures. That's how he dealt with Satan. Men don't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is how we live. So that's our defense. And we're going to, you know, as a people of our Lord, we're going to bring our scriptures to show you that. But uh, we're going to start off dealing with. um, we got a couple of scriptures we want to hit to hit the foundation, but um, the brother's going to read something real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to read the uh, what, what we had up in the chat room. In today's world, witchcraft has become a normal way of life for many people, many of which are involved in traditions that pertain to witchcraft and devil worship, often done in ignorance. For example, many people look up to psychics for spiritual leadership and guidance. Many religious groups and individuals believe that psychics have a gift from God. We welcome you to join us as we examine the scriptures to see what the Bible has to say about this. So that's 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 really it in a nutshell, because a lot of psychics really believe that they got the spirit of God on them as they guide you into more and more demonic, you know, witchcraft and dealing with demons. And all they're doing is working for Satan, you know, and, uh, we're going to pull out a couple of scriptures. Matter of fact, before you even, uh, brother, before I even uh, let you pull out those scriptures real quick, right? I want to go to 2 Corinthians. Actually, no. Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And I just want to start off with this, this scripture first, and then I'm going to give it to you. Okay. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And um, read verse... Uh, are you there? Okay. Read verse, uh, read verse 4. Right, Second Corinthians eleven and four. Mm-hmm. For he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Or if you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Yeah, because there's going to be people out here that's going to be preaching another Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. So some of these psychics and some of the clips that we're going to play, we're going to prove. That some of these people are out of their darn mind because they believe that Jesus Christ had, you know, given them this gift. Okay? And we're going to bring these scriptures out to show that there's a lot of people out here preaching another Jesus, but you think, you really believe that they're of God and of Jesus Christ. Jump to verse, uh, jump to verse 13 through 15. I'm going to give it to you. So this is 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Because that's what they're doing. They're transforming themselves to the apostles of Christ, saying that God and Christ has sent them. Read on. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Yeah, because they'll make Satan as as he is Christ. You see what I'm saying? And and, and what's happening is, is that these pastors out here are going to be the next verse. Read verse 15. Therefore, it is no great it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose things shall be according to their works. Yeah, because so they're ministers of Satan, but they put Christ's name on their agenda, and that's what they gotta worry about out here because they're teaching witchcraft, mm-hmm. and they're really following Satan. 
So with that, I just want to lay that down before I, you know, pass it's, it's really an excellent foundation because it shows you that uh, what we really got to look at is a lot of these pastors. The Bible has already prophesied that this, these things are going to take place. Exactly. So what people really need to do is really examine the teachers or these so-called ministers to see <clears throat> what they say and line up with the word. Mm-hmm. Because the word, the word, the Bible is really being underrated and uh, and not given the attention mm-hmm. and the focus that it should be given. Exactly. Because if people were really focusing on what the scripture was saying, they would be able to see all the deception that's out there. But <laughs> but what they're doing is, is they're putting their trust into men. Mm-hmm. And they're being lazy. Um, and like, you know, we said before, we have uh, people out there that are, you know, well-educated people, people who have uh, degrees, mm-hmm. um, they spend a lot of time in school, and then you know people that are well educated that's following these guys. And if you can spend all that time studying books to become a, a accountant or a doctor, or a lawyer, whatever whatever your profession is, why you can't spend time to examine the Bible when it's something that pertains to eternal life? Exactly, because it's not important to them. They rather have the wisdom of this world. They have the true wisdom of the Most High God to have eternal life. And, and there's a lot of cop-outs talking about it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, pray to the Most High for understanding. Sit down and examine. Take the time to examine. You know, and, if, and you know, Lord will, you'll be increased with understanding, and, and, and the Word will guide you into the true paths of righteousness. Listen to different people, like listen to our show. Mm-hmm. Go back to your pastor, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Come to us, ask us questions. Mm-hmm. You know? Back in those times, 
They kept it in the closet if you was a homosexual. Exactly. It wouldn't come out. You know what I mean? Because they know they know that the world wasn't accepting it at the time. Yeah. It was a lot of things that was that was uh, promiscuous that was kept in the closet. Mm-hmm. But now it's like all out. That's right. People are proud with their adulterous lifestyle, with their fornication. They're proud with their homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, and marriage, marriage is like a thing of the past. Exactly. So, you know, so we can see the deterioration of this world as it's coming to a close. Mm-hmm. All right, you know. I'm going to read uh, Revelation 18 and 2. And he cried mildly with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. That's that's what I really wanted us to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I want I us to look at a couple of scriptures, because when the scriptures tell us that this world is going to be, which it already is, the habitation of devils, mm-hmm. And the whole of every foul spirit. Exactly. We got to think about that because these devils and these foul spirits, what are they? They're walking around smoking cigarettes, sitting in the park. <laughs> you know, you know, petting the cat, feeding the pigeons. They inside people. They inside people. Well, let's let's get a real quick look at that. I want to hold that and go to um, Luke four. Because that's a that's a big thing right there that the scriptures have told us, and once we really look at that and get an understanding of that, then we can really begin to understand what's going on in this world. Mm-hmm. Especially when you hear, you hear these heinous crimes being committed on the news. Yeah, these heinous crimes are awful, man. There's a lot of wickedness going on. Um, Luke four, start at verse thirty-three for me. <clears throat> Luke chapter four, verse thirty-three, <clears throat> and it reads. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. So, the unclean spirit and the unclean devil is all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a demon, a devil. Mm-hmm. He had an unclean spirit of a devil. Right? And cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who, are thou, excuse me, who thou art, the Holy One of God. So, check that out. That's big. So this evil spirit that's inside this man, he acknowledged Christ. He doesn't acknowledge Rock, the sun god. Yeah. He doesn't acknowledge uh he doesn't acknowledge nothing else. He doesn't acknowledge the Queen of Heaven. Yeah, he doesn't acknowledge <laughs> the Queen of Heaven. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't saying? acknowledge Mohammed. Exactly. He acknowledged Christ as being the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And he fears him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fear the sun god or some Egyptology garbage of these cats. They come in our site and they right. leave messages like we're supposed to leave the son of God, the savior of the world, and go follow the sun. Mm-hmm. And S-U-N. That's in the sky. <laughs> the demons don't fear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, I know thee. You're the son of God. Mm-hmm. There's another scripture we're going to pull out later where he, took, where he even mentioned that do you come to torment us before the time because they know that Christ is whom they fear. Exactly. Right, we don't know. Verse 35, and Jesus rebuked him, saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. So he obeyed Christ. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the point that was the point we wanted you to see was that this demon was inside of a man. Exactly. 
And that's what they do. They go inside of men. But now the revelation, go back to Revelation one more time. Yeah. Revelations chapter eighteen. Alright. What do you want to read? Verse one, two, but no, go right to the one this way. Revelation chapter eighteen, verse two. And he cried mildly with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils. And the hold of every foul spirit. So the hold of every foul spirit. So these demons are uh, going inside of people. Mm-hmm. And what's the purpose? What what does what Satan wants to do? The scriptures say he wants to kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. He wants. He's a thief. He wants to take away your gift. Exactly. For eternal life. He wants to turn you just like he did in the garden. He wants to turn you away from doing the will of the Most High. <laughs> That's what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. He wants you to follow Rod, the sun god. Exactly. He wants you to follow any other madness, any other philosophy out there besides following the repentance in Christ doctrine is what he don't want you to deal with. That's why Satan is so, you know what I'm saying, so uh, subtle, you know what I mean, so crafty, because he'll make you think that you can serve any guy you want to serve, any door you want to choose, but you're going to end up in the same place. In the same place. Any door but Christ. Exactly. Any door but repentance. Mm-hmm. And doing the will. See, the Father gave us the Lord, because that's what's going to protect us against Satan. Mm-hmm. Jump down to um to verse four. Um, Revelation eighteen and four. Yeah. All right. So, so Satan is real funny. How Satan is. That's why I, I want to play this one more time. Just to show the world that you can't come through every door and end up in the same place, you know, when it comes to the Most High God. That, he, got, he got many doors for you. Yeah, Satan, he's going to have so many doors for you, you know what I mean? And you think you're really going to make it to heaven following um, Ra or following a Muslim or following Buddha or following another Jesus. If you follow another Jesus, you're not going to make it either because there is only but one Jesus. You can't follow whatever Jesus you want to follow. Mm-hmm. So where were you at? Revelation 18 and what? 18 and 4. Revelations chapter 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. So that's that's going to be the result of all these demons. Is people are going to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't worry about it. ...was convincing the world he didn't exist. We're good. So that's going to be the result. Mm-hmm. Of these demons being unleashed in this world As people are going to be caught up in sins They're going to be caught up in the vibration of this world And the doctrines of this world Which is all the same thing with sin mm-hmm. That's why the Most High said Come out of her my people So you be not partakers of her sin Because the way of this world The philosophies of this world The doctrine The teachings and everything Is all leading right back to one thing Us being in sin and us not repenting from sin and returning back to the Heavenly Father in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the whole doctrine. That's the whole purpose of demons. That's the whole purpose from the beginning with, with uh, Eve. To bring Eve, to make Adam and Eve sin, for, sin against the Most High. From the beginning. From the beginning. So what's different now? No difference. The same spirit is out here. It's just like when you watch a movie, you got the good guy and the bad guy. You see what I'm saying? So the good guy is coming in the mix. Um, the, I mean, excuse me, the bad guys coming in the mix to what? Corrupt good. You know what I mean? To stop someone that's good. So it's good against the bad and bad against the good. But see, the most high, his son is good. 
and and the Satan and the demons are bad, and it's a battle. Just like the scriptures say about you know uh, um, in Revelations, while we're in Revelations, you know the story about Satan in heaven, uh, you know battling against the angels in heaven. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the battle we fight because we're dealing with spirits. You know. Exactly. Give me one more scripture. Give mm-hmm. me um, Revelations 12 and 12. All right. Revelations chapter 12 verse 12. And that's what we're basically is the same. <laughs> this is it, right? Revelations uh, verse uh, chapter twelve, verse twelve. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath have but a short time. So when the Bible talks about when we read in eighteen, it talks about Babylon falling is falling and becoming the habitation of devils. So at the fall of Babylon, the devil know that that's the end of this world. Mm-hmm. That's the end of this world. So if you see Babylon falling, he know he has a short time. So the scriptures talk about a multitude of demons being in this world right now. What's the purpose? He has a short time to do his work, to grab as many souls. That's why when you go out in this world, all you see, everything that's around you is all geared for you to fall. Yeah, because there's traps and snares set up for us to fall. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. You got all these churches coming out with prosperity doctrine and how you get rich and your mind is all about rich. Then they got psychics all over the place talking about they of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, they trying to uh, teach spiritual lessons and things like that. And the people, they don't have a clue of what's going on. You got them out here with uh, like the, uh, the Harry Potter doctrine and all that. And mm-hmm. people think it's, everything is innocent. Yeah, exactly. They think everything is innocent, but it's coming at it's coming at you from all different angles. So what we want to do, we want to look at uh, some of the angles that uh, witchcraft is coming at you, and people got their eyes closed like it's a good thing. They they taking bad for good. Yeah, and, and the point you made about Harry Potter, so people can understand, because Lord's will will have a chance to go into it. But we're 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 explaining a lot of things and we're we're bringing out a lot of information. So I don't know we might get to it part two. But yet and still, Harry Potter itself seems to be so innocent. Seems to be like a fairy tale or or you know for the children, you know, to be entertained. No, this is a witch. He has a wand. He's, he's using putting spells on you. There's a and in, in, in the in the movie itself, you got characters in the movie like. Like um, Akarai brought out, a matter of fact, in, in um, the Mother Nature, the Mother Nature's uh, what show was that? A couple of weeks ago, he did it on Mother Nature about Gaia, you yeah, know, yeah. and he went into it on uh, on uh, what was the name of the show again? Um, Wednesday, the Wednesday show. Yeah, Wednesday from from um, Darkness to Light. Yeah, Darkness to Light. Yeah, Darkness to Light on Wednesday, and they went into uh, Mother Nature and Gaia and talking about how they serve the Queen of Heaven and all these different things. And not understanding that it's going to what we're talking about now, witchcraft and Wicca and all these things and how Satan came out and makes everything easily to be entreated and to embrace. It seems real innocent because I remember ever since I was a young child, you always hear about Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. And you think nothing of it because you see it on TV. They make little uh, commercials with a nice lady. Exactly. You know, nice and softly, this Mother Nature and things like that. And you've seen it, mm-hmm. and you adopt it. Like, it's like, yo, there's a Mother Nature. Yeah, you and accept then, it. And then you start saying it when you talk about people. Yeah. Mother Nature's bringing rain. Yeah, yeah, that's Mother Nature for you. You know what I'm saying? And it, it becomes part of your language and part of your... You, you know what I'm saying? Who you are and part of the things that you follow. Yeah, part of your culture. Exactly, part of your culture. Now, the children are being introduced to this now, 
All right, so they're being introduced to it in school. They're reading these books in school. They're being introduced to it on television, on radio, on all these different, you know, different things out here in this world, internet, and all these different things. So now it seems to be so innocent. So when they get, you know, when they get older, it's nothing to them to play with witchcraft now. You know, it's innocent to them when they was a child. Their parents let them do it. So now to them, it's something that we can do. So, you know, that's why we're doing this show, because even psychics, when you look at psychics and you pick up your daily newspaper, you know what I'm saying, you grab the horoscope, you got psychics right there in the horoscope, yeah. predicting how your day's going to be or your month's going to be, <laughs> giving you your future romance, you know what I'm saying, the money or, or the CEO of a company, or you're going to do well this month. All these things are pertaining to daily routines, your life, you know what I mean, it's in your daily newspaper. It seems so innocent. You know what I mean? So these are the things we got to watch out for. You want to pull out anything yeah, else? Let me get one more. One more. Right. Um, Matthews 8. All right. Matthews, Matthews 8, 28. Though. All right. Matthews chapter 8 and verse 28. And it reads, And when he was come to the other side and to the country of the um, Gergesons, if that's how you pronounce it, there... There met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have ye, excuse me, what have we to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? So there's a time. The, the demons know that there's a time. Mm -hmm. like we read in um we read in uh Revelation twelve and twelve, the devil has come down with great great wrath because he know that he has a short time. Mm -hmm. But right here, they're telling Christ, look, you come to torment us before the time? Because they know they have a time to deceive and bring forth death and, and, and rob as many brothers and sisters from their inheritance <laughs> exactly. as they can. Mm -hmm. So they are here working overtime. Exactly. You know, because they know they have a short time. That's why when we read Revelation 18, it talks about it, is this, it became a land of devils and unclean spirits. The place is filled with demons now. Mm -hmm. But right here, they're asking Christ, are you coming to torment us? Because they know that Christ is the one that's going to bring the final judgment. Mm -hmm. And we got people talking about, you know, I don't know, you wasn't you was in the chat room uh, last Monday. Mm -hmm. um, brothers had this, this uh, individual in there talking about the sun god again. The sun god philosophy. Mm-hmm. And like we, like we were saying earlier, it's all the same as the witchcraft. It's all the same as the devil worship. Exactly. It's all in the same bag. The only one these demons, these demonic forces fear, as we just read, is Christ. Exactly. That's the name. All right, go ahead. Read on that. All right. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 30. And there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away. Into the herd of swine. So it also shows that these demons ain't just gonna wander outside of a body. They wanna go inside of something. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna something out, yeah, you gotta cast out of this man. Let mm -hmm. us go into these animals. Exactly. So they wanna be inside of something. Like we read about uh, a scripture about we didn't read this week, but last week about uh, a couple weeks ago about the unclean spirit when it goes out of a man. It wanders, wanders about. Yeah, looking for a house. Yeah. And they said, I will return from the house of which I came. Yeah, because he, he was looking to go inside of a body. Exactly, exactly. So what, what do you think all these multitude of demons doing? Trying to attack and go inside and right. destroy you. So we have to understand what's our defense against it. Mm -hmm. We have one, one defense. And that's the Most High God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's our shield. Mm -hmm. 
are buckling. No other philosophy, no other doctrine, but one. Right, that's all I was. Well, go, go to First Peter uh, five and eight since you made that point, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with with the notes that I have here. We're gonna go to First Peter chapter five and verse eight, and just add to what the brother just said before we move on. Go ahead and read that. All right, First Peter five and eight. Mm-hmm. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Because that's what he's doing. And that's what those demons are doing. They're trying to devour you. So if you're, if you're like the scriptures say, right, a man should not lay with man. Mm-hmm. That's what the scriptures say, like he laid with a woman. Exactly. That's what the scriptures say. So if a man wants to lay with a man and continue laying with a man, that means that demon had went inside of him and is seeking to devour him. Exactly. So now he has to repent and stop sleeping with that man. And that's his defense. Yeah, that's his defense because you are possessed. You have a demon inside of you because it wants to be inside of you to destroy you exactly. so you don't receive the inheritance. It's the same thing, a lot of things that, we, that we're trying to teach people to repent of with idolatry because we talk about it all the time. With the dude you were just talking about, you know, serving, serving uh, Ra, you know, the sun god worship into Egyptology and all that. He doesn't really understand that. You need to repent because you have a demon on you. Why? Because you want to worship what God has created. You understand? You so, want to worship the creature more than the creator. Yeah, exactly. Or you want to, exactly, what he created more than, than the uh, creator. So you're into witchcraft. Exactly. Anything that's the opposite of the most high God is witchcraft. And demonology. And demonology. <laughs> you're dealing with evil spirits, man. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Because like like we read in Revelations eighteen and four it says, So you be not partakers of her sins, because that's what the demons want you to do. They mm-hmm. want you to be in sin. Exactly. That's their job. From the beginning. Mm-hmm. From the beginning. And there's only one thing that's gonna show you what sin is and show you how to repent from sin. And there's only one way to purge yourself of sin. Mm-hmm. There's only one door. Period. Point blank. He doesn't put your Holy Spirit upon you, and you you're not trying to bow down to the obedience of what the Holy Spirit has given you, right? So then you're going to be attacked by demons. You're going to be devoured. By yeah, and exactly. So now you have to put on the breastplate. You have to put on the scriptures to protect yourself from these demons. Exactly. We're not the scriptures. We're gonna go in it, but uh, first things first. Now let's uh, give me Exodus chapter twenty-two, verse eighteen. We getting right to it now. All right, Exodus chapter twenty-two, verse eighteen. A lot of people that deal with with witchcraft, they don't want to hear this scripture right here. And we're gonna to prove to you, according to the scriptures, that in the time of Moses, we're gonna read dealing with witchcraft, and then we're gonna speed it up to the time of Christ. And we're going to deal with witchcraft. And we're going to see, since Christ came, did anything change. All right. Exodus chapter 22, read verse 18. All right. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Okay. What is this saying, brother? I mean, why is this being said in the time of Moses? Well, the judgment for a witch, because it was in the law that we wasn't supposed to deal with witches. And we wasn't supposed to. We were supposed to serve the most high. Exactly. Point blank, you know, we're supposed to serve the Most High and keep His commandments. Mm-hmm. So if a, if one of the brothers or sisters decide to deal with these evil spirits and become a witch, exactly. Obviously, she has the spirit on her to be a witch. So these demons that we're talking about now exactly. is possessed. 
So she done let her men uh-huh. by being disobedient to the commandments of the Most High. And now judgment of that was death in the time of Moses. The judgment was death. Period. So now we want to speed it up. We're going to get right to the point and, and, and roll with the show. All right. Give me Revelations now. We were in Revelations. Give me Revelation chapter 22, and I want you to read verse 14. All right. We're, going to, we're getting right to the point. We ain't going to play around with it. We're just going to get right to the point. Um, Revelation 22, read verse 14. Bless are they that do his commandments, mm-hmm. that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. So the only way that we are going to have eternal life is by keeping his commandments, brother. All right. This is what Revelations has said. This is not the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. This is Revelations saying that we have to keep his commandments. We understand his commandments are through Jesus Christ for those out there that don't understand that. Okay. But it's through Jesus Christ. We understand that. Now read verse uh, 15. But that's the only way you're going to enter into eternal life. Now read verse 15. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters, and whosoever love it and make it a lie. I want you to stop there. Because the opposite of not keep, like the opposite of the commandments is not keeping the commandments. Mm-hmm. All right. Those that are not keeping the commandments are going to be a sorcerer, which is going right back to not suffer a witch to live. All right. Because what this is going into, we're going to go to another scripture to prove it, but letting you know that a sorcerer, we all know, is a witch. It's going right back into witchcraft again. Hormongers, so we got men out here jumping around, sleeping with all these different women, right? That's not in the commandments to do that. Really, uh, on the hormonger falls uh, fornication, really. Hormonger is anybody that's committing unlawful sexual acts, mm-hmm. sleeping with multiple women, mm-hmm. uh, men sleeping with men, women sleeping with women. They all fall under being hormongers, you know, adulterers. All of them are hormongers. Okay, so with saying that, we know that the commandments say we can't do that. We got to have that one individual that we're going to be faithful to and marry and stay with for the rest of our lives. If God permits, you know, if they keep these scriptures, you see what I'm saying? We're supposed to be together. Yeah. All right, so we can't commit fornication. All right, and in verse, and in verse 15 talks about murder. And idolatry. We can't be murderers and, and, and also serve idolatry because without the gate, meaning you're not going to enter in into your eternal life if you commit such acts. That idolatry, too, man, covers so much ground, bro. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are into these customs in this world. They're into these little customs and traditions and think it's innocent. Exactly. We have a lot of people saying they worship in Christ and they're doing things that pertain to idolatry. Like, for example, we always, we always speak on it. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, anybody out there that may be new to the show, Christmas falls under idolatry. Serving Christmas. It's witchcraft. A lot of people are celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. Celebrating Easter. Exactly. All these pagan holidays all fall under idolatry. And we're going to prove that, too. We're going to bring some of them scriptures out, too. And these different religions mm-hmm. fall under idolatry. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, sin itself. Falls under idolatry. Exactly. Have no other God before me. Yeah, because you're making that whatever it is that you're lusting after, that you want to partake in, that you know is against the commandments of God, has just became an idol. Because you put that before God. So that idolatry just covers so much ground. Give me Revelations 21 and 7. Read that. Revelations 21 and verse 7. 
Mm-hmm. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Stop there. So the keeping of the commandments gives us eternal life. That's what we just read. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how we're going to be the son of God. That's what the, that's what the scripture just said. We're going to inherit all the things that he promised us if we keep the laws through Jesus Christ. And I want to bring out a point on that, too, because uh-huh. it says, he that overcome. Exactly. So it's showing you. <laughs> Go ahead. Overcome, showing you that it's going to be a fight. Yeah, it's gonna, those demons, you're overcoming those demons. Exactly. The, that temptation that those demons are trying to enter into you to over to, um, to overtake you and devour you. So when that demon's on you to try to make you be a homosexual. Uh-huh. It ain't just going to go, oh, I want to serve Christ. All right, the demon disappears. Oh, that was easy. Now I'm serving Christ. It doesn't work like that. No, you have to overcome that demon. You have to fight. You have to beat him down. (laughs) You have to overcome and keep fighting. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to go away. It's a battle. You're fighting for eternal life. Exactly. You're fighting to inherit the promises that was given to you, to your forefathers. You're fighting to take your body back. Mm-hmm. Take your life back mm-hmm. from Satan because he wants to destroy you. Read verse 8, Revelation 21 and 8. But the fearful and unbelieving. Stop there. So now this is the flip side of it now. Mm-hmm. First he talked about those that overcome. Now he talked about those that gave in to the demon. Read it again, verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable. And murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers. Stop there. And sorcerers, because I want to deal with the sorcerers right back to witchcraft again. Exactly. So let's talk about witches again. We read in the time of Moses, should we suffer a witch to live? No. He was he or she was put to death. Mm-hmm. Right? Read on. Sorcerers, go ahead. And idolaters, and liars. All liars. Shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstones. Which is the second death. Now check that out. So it says it's the what? The second death. So that means you're still going to be put to death. That witch is not suffer not a witch to live, meaning what? You're going to be put to death. It's the same in the time of Moses. It's just that the Most High God gave us grace and mercy to overcome those demons that's inside of us. So you might have people out here that is involved in witchcraft, that is involved in being a psychic, that is involved in idolatry and murderers and fornicators and all these other things, but now they have mercy and grace to repent. Because if you don't repent, you are going to have your time in lake and fire, I mean, um, burning in the lake of fire. That's going to be a judgment. Also, the... um the part I like in there too is uh, when it speaks about the liar, because a lot of people, when you when you point out things about these false pastors, a lot of people like to try to justify what they're saying. Get that clip ready. Yeah. Even though what they're saying is contrary to the scriptures, mm-hmm. and they don't only um, justify what they're saying, which is, what they're saying is a lie, but they also go out and they teach the same, mm-hmm. which which makes them fall under under the. Uh, Right under the scripture also. Which one you want to first? Matter of fact, let's take a break first and then come back and we'll go right into the clips next. So just stay tuned and hang in there. We'll be right back.
This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to The brothers from the Body of Christ Church welcome you to listen to our show, Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, airing every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's Word and doing His will. 1 Peter 4, verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you. Inside, you know, inside 
all of us if we allow him to, you know, and overtake us. But we have to fight off that temptation of those demons that come inside of us, and we have to overcome. That's why the scripture says, those that overcome shall inherit all things, because we have to overcome the demonic forces that enter our bodies. And, you know, and with that, that's really it. All right. Um, you want to bring on anything? No. no. All right, cool. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Actually, no. Let's go to the clip first. That's right. I forgot all about the clip. Yeah, let's go to the clip. Um, no, the part two one with, yeah, that one, the final one. Yeah. We're going to go to this clip, and then after we go to this clip, we're going to go to a couple of scriptures. Actually, we might go two clips back to back, depending on if you want to um, weigh in on, on the first one that we bring out. So hang in here one minute. We're going to go into this clip. Celebrating 70 years of Montel, and we're having a big Sylvia Brown finale. Now, over the past year, Sylvia has worked on a lot of really serious issues, but we've also had some fun. Take a look at this. Last time I was here, I asked you if I was going to marry my boyfriend, and you said yes. I was just wondering when. <laughs> Saturday at 2.30. <laughs> Well, coming up next is the grand finale. So now we'll be on set for the last 
All right, that's it. So <laughs> I know it was a lot in that, but uh, what I really wanted from that clip, the reason why I picked that clip from a lot of different other clips was to show how comfortable they were, how they were all, you know, um, it was humorous to them. You know, they were laughing. They was joking. You know what I mean? They just felt real comfortable with the vibe. They all was in line waiting to ask Sylvia Brown to tell them their future. Um, and things of that nature. You know, that's why I picked that clip more than any clip. But before we go into that, we have a caller here. Um, we want to see what this caller, you know, what question he has. This is uh, um, Erico 708 to 903. Caller, you have a question? What's the question? Me. Okay, I am going to feel real shit. Well, caller, you have a question? Sure, turn <laughs> Okay, well, I guess, I don't know, the caller didn't have a question. He wasn't paying attention. Yeah, he wasn't paying attention. But anyway, um, back to the clip. So just to show you that they all was in line waiting to hear the infamous Sylvia Brown psychic, you know, the infamous renowned psychic Sylvia Brown, and sit in line and ask these questions about their romance, if they were going to be rich, um, if they were going to have children, you know, all these different things they were asking. From this woman to get guidance on Now What I want the people to understand is Is this the spirit of the most high God In this woman So we want to go to a couple of scriptures to deal with that You, you want to bring out something first Um Well scripture I think is uh, Revelation uh, Isaiah 8 Okay. Yeah we go to wherever you want to go to that's, that's what comes to mind when I hear them talking about um, going to her and asking her, looking to her for guidance. Exactly. Um, Isaiah 8 and 19. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19. And it reads, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep, and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead. So the scriptures tell us, you know, even back then people were saying, seek unto them, go to them to get answers and questions. Well, the scriptures tell us that we're supposed to seek to God for, for guidance on all things. Exactly. You know, that's who we're supposed to go to. You know, if if uh, if a sister uh, is looking for a husband, um, pray to the Most High that he brings a husband to you. If you have a man or a man has a woman, Follow the scriptures of the Most High. You ain't supposed to leave that person like she said. Leave him. That's not the one for you or the one you're going to marry. Y'all both are supposed to try to be in Christ before y'all even get into dealing with sexual relationships, having sex and things of that nature. Y'all supposed to be trying to get have a relationship in Christ. Exactly. You know, and the relationship will uh, flourish and be prosperous because that's what we're supposed to do according to the words of the Most High. Exactly. <laughs> if you follow his words, you don't have to worry about whether he's going to marry you or not or he's going to marry her after y'all done laid down. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all supposed to do things according to the scriptures and seek the guidance of the Most High. You know, before you even have a mate, you're supposed to be seeking the guidance of the Most High. And if you already have a mate, both of y'all supposed to come and seek the guidance of the Most High. Not go to a wizard or a psychic to um, find out if y'all going to be married or not. Whether y'all get married or not, it's not going to be uh, fruitful without following the Most High. It's going to be all types of uh, chaos in the relationship without the wisdom of Christ. There's going to be no peace in your home. 
And and the whole thing is, like you say, even if they were in a relationship not knowing God, she was supposed to guide them to the Most High God to try to fix that relationship. Exactly. And if if they were were able to come to Christ and follow Christ, there's no doubt y'all would be married. Y'all would be getting married. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the commandments say. That's what being in Christ tells us to do. Exactly. And that was one of the scriptures I also had um, dealing with that. But uh, before we go, matter of fact, let's matter of fact, reverse, uh, reverse 20 while you're at it. All right. Mm-hmm. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's a known fact that there is no light in Sylvia Brown. Exactly. Because she is not dealing with the scriptures. And guiding those out there that had these questions, but yet and still, they're asking for her psychic abilities to tell the future and seeking what? Witchcraft to give them guidance in their life instead of what? Seeking the most high God on how to deal with issues because all the questions they had had a lot to do with life in general, with money, you know, with with romance and and, and finance and and what's my occupation going to be and all these questions. When you read the scriptures, the Most High talks about all these things and how we're going to be provided and how if we follow him, he's not going to what? He's not going to desert us. He's not going to leave us for dead. He's not going to not feed us. The scriptures tell us um, about how he's not going to give us stone for meat. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If he feeds the fowls of the air, what is he going to do about his children that follow his word? If he feeds the fowls of the air, check that out. The scriptures tell us how they're fed on an everyday basis. You don't see them in the stores gathering food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He feeds the animals. You know darn well he's going to feed his children, so he's not, not going to leave you begging for bread or starving. And if you want to seek a wife, if you're following the scriptures, you're going to find a wife that's going to be following the scriptures, and you're going to have peace at home. Exactly. exactly. So the main, the main thing you're supposed to be focusing on is getting your mind right. The, the heck with a spouse, the first thing you're supposed to be focused on if you're by yourself exactly. is getting your mind and your spirit right with the Heavenly Father in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then everything else will follow. You know what I'm saying? The Most High is going to give you the blessings of the things of the desires of your heart because he knows what you have need of and you're going to be taken care of um, if that's his will for you. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I want to look at in this scripture that you read in Isaiah uh, 8 and 20, it says, to the law and to the testimony. The law and the testimony is talking about the Bible. Exactly. Because the law and the testimony of the prophets and things of that nature is talking about. It says, uh, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And we know the scriptures tell us that the light is Christ. So if Sylvia Brown is not speaking according to this word, that's that's un, undisputed facts. Exactly. So now you got to ask yourself, that means that the light ain't in her. Mm-hmm. So where is she getting her information from then? <laughs> Because she's not getting it from, from the Heavenly Father in Christ. Exactly. Because we just read it. Mm-hmm. So where's it coming from? Matter of fact, get that next clip out. Let's just play that right now. Okay. Back to back. Which play- one? Uh, all right, yeah, yeah it's oh. spirituality. We're going to play this next clip. Just hold on. <laughs> you know, there are thousands of people across the country that send emails, letters, videotapes, anything they can send, little, little talking things just to see if we can pass it on to one woman and one woman only. And that is the author of the new book, Father God, world renowned psychic, Sylvia Brown. Please welcome to the show. 
sit there and talk to me for a minute, go and talk about this book. I figured it's an equal opportunity. I know. So, I talked about Jesus, Mother God, Father God. I can't leave any of them. I know. A lot of people don't know that you wrote the book and co-author co-creator of the book called Mother God. Right. So now here's a question. You talk about God before Father God. You wrote that one first. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I did my... Uh, Reverse and reverse in order with the Yeah. Uh-huh. So tell me about this book and why why this one now? Because I wanted to get people to know that there's an all-loving God. You know, without meanness and hatefulness and hellfire, damnation, we can't have that kind of God. We either have to have a good one or a mean one. Okay, so you decided to write the book just to give people an opportunity to retouch their own spiritual link with God? Exactly. And to find their own God. See, I don't want anybody to, I don't want to tell you how to find your God center because your God center is your own. But then there's a universal God that, you know, is with all of us. But who am I to tell you what your God center is about? You know, you noticing right now when you go you're doing lectures all over the country, you're speaking all over the country, are you noticing again, like last year, there seemed to be this resurgence or a uh, uh, newfound spirituality? Yeah, spirituality. This 2007 is starting to even more. More so. Even more. Does this go down to what you said a couple years back that maybe we're starting to head down that path? Yes. Yes, spirituality. It's not that religion, religionistically, I don't want to say religion, because I don't care if you're Episcopalian or Baptist or whatever. Spirituality is above all that. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's your own search. For your own center. But are we searching so hard because we fear what... We fear the end is coming. You turn it off. So as you can see, there's so much information in here of how the woman is thinking, how many demons she has on her. Because she talked about Jesus Christ, Mother God, Father God, right? She also she talked about so much information in this clip that we can sit here to next week exposing the, the witchcraft in this woman. But she also talked about um, different things as far as dealing with if you're, it doesn't matter what religion you are, it doesn't matter there's a there's a higher power of spirituality or something like that. Um, you, everyone, I don't want to teach people the God how to follow God, but the God center, everyone has a God center in them. So basically, just do what you feel like doing. Exactly. Do as you will, which is the doctrine of Satan. Mm-hmm. That's why we were saying at the beginning, everything falls under Satan. Exactly. Anything outside of Christ falls under Satan because she mentioned Christ, but she ain't mentioned nothing about the Bible. Nothing. And then she mentioned about Mother God. What is that? What scripture talks about there's a Mother God. So so it goes right back to that doctrine of the Queen of Heaven, right back to the Roman Catholic Church where they worship Mary as the Queen of Heaven. Mm -hmm. You see, because there is no Mother God. There's only the Father God and His Son, Jesus Christ, because you're not going to find all that information in the Bible because it's going to show you what God she's serving. But she's using Jesus Christ's name and putting the name up there. But we understand that she's serving who? Satan. Yeah, Satan. So if people are standing in line to get instructions, who are they getting instructions from? But it's funny how, how a lot of Satan has all types of different decorations that he, he put there to deceive you. Mm-hmm. She tries to sugarcoat the message of Satan with Christ. Exactly. That's like the scripture you pulled out, the first scripture you pulled out. Mm-hmm. And Satan himself is trying to transform himself into an angel of light. Exactly. So she's talking about God, she's talking about spirituality, so automatically 
people start, what happened? I'm a Christian. Oh, oh, oh. I could seek a psychic. I can yeah. get advice from Sylvia around. She, she believes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People but, can get all melty when you say Christ. So they see you reading the Bible, they're getting all melty and emotional without even checking out what's coming out. And the whole thing is that they're being deceived because they're so gullible and naive to someone that just mentions the name Jesus Christ and they just fall for the old dope. <laughs> but this is what the world has came to. You see what I'm saying? It became, that's why we kept saying witchcraft has become the norm. Why? Because it's become so, like, everyone embraces this kind of stuff that Sylvia Brown bringing to the table. But they were prepared for this, though. They were, they were, they were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They were at home asking each other at home, what do you think we should ask Sylvia Brown? They were being trained from a young age before Sylvia Brown even came on the scene to accept her. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There was many other witches that came on the scene before her. Mm-hmm. And many other philosophies that was on TV, on the radio, mm-hmm. in school, coming at them, preparing their minds to accept these things as being the norm, as being okay, as being of God. Because there's Christian, so-called Christian folk out here that goes to church on a regular basis and still seek psychics. You oh, see? Definitely. And that's what they do. And they still say they are Christian and they still say they are a follower of Christ, but yet they still seek advice from, from individuals and de- demonic um, people like Sylvia Brown. I know, uh, I remember one time, this is many years ago, man, um, I was at work and we went out, me and uh, some of the friends at work went out and I asked uh, one of the ladies that I worked with, I was like, um, why do you go to the church you go to? Mm-hmm. And she said the reason why she goes to the church that she goes to is because the lady in her church told her a lot about her future. Wow. And a lot of the things that the lady told her came to pass. That's why she goes to that particular church. So basically the lady's a psychic. And, and that's why she goes to that particular church. Because she thinks that this is where God is. Exactly. She has some type of, of prophetic ability. Let's go to a couple of scriptures real quick to shoot this down. Give me Deuteronomy 18. You know, we always start with that, and then we're going to move on. All right, Deuteronomy 18, start at verse 9. Deuteronomy 18 and 9. Mm-hmm. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. Now, we're going to do a lot of explaining with this. This is why we, we probably have to do like, you know, a series dealing with this topic, three or four different parts, because I want to go real slow with this part right here, because it also is going to open up the door to Christmas and Easter and all these other things, too, brother, which it still became the norm. Witchcraft became the norm because it's accepted in so many different forms. You understand? So verse 9 says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of the nations. Because the Most High did what? He promised us the land of Canaan, right? Mm-hmm. That he was, we were going to inherit that land. But there were people already in that land. So there was things in that land that they, how they served their gods. There was information there. There was pictures there. There was documentation there. There was all kind of different forms of idols and different things on how they served their gods. 
So he he already warned us, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations, man. So read on. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. So stop there. So someone that hears this today will say, I would never take my kids and burn them through a fire in honor of any God. This is what they say out here. Mm-hmm. All right. Matter of fact, I shouldn't have went to that first. You know what? I was just thinking. You know the scripture we always go to in uh, Deuteronomy? Um, actually, no. Go to... um. Give me one second. There was a scripture I just thought about when we read that. Deuteronomy. Oh, yeah, Deuteronomy 12. Remember how we... Yeah. Go to Deuteronomy 12 real quick. All right. Read verse... Uh, yeah, go right to the point. Read verse 30. Deuteronomy 12 and 30. Take heed to thyself mm-hmm. that thou be not snared by following them after that they be destroyed from before thee. Because it's going right back to us going into that land and the Most High delivered us or delivered them. I'm going to deliver the children of Israel against them. Took them out of the land, removed them out of the land so they could take over the land. Mm-hmm. All right. And that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Like we just finished reading a little while ago. Some of the things that they were doing in that land, he told us, don't inquire and don't try to even find out. Don't try to receive any information nor data to follow after their customs. Don't do that. One of the things, too, you know, a lot of people don't understand is that these nations... That the Most High told us not to follow their customs, mm-hmm. which uh, the modern world that we're in right now have inherited their customs. Exactly. These nations were heavy, heavy into witchcraft, mm-hmm. into sorcery. When you look at the ancient Babylonians, the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Canaanites, they were big time witches. Exactly. They had links with the spiritual world, with the demonic spiritual world that you couldn't even comprehend nowadays. That the average Joe couldn't comprehend, should I say? Mm-hmm. All right, um, verse thirty-one. Yep. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. So he's telling us, don't do that to me. Yeah. Don't serve the Most High God this way. Don't adopt their customs to me. You can't do that. Exactly. So the things that we went into before, in so many different shows. You know, that we talk about Christmas and Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all this old crap, Valentine's Day, all this crap that they follow out here. These were the customs of those nations that we went into and conquered, took over the land, but the pagan traditions and ceremonies and rites that they were keeping were what the people are keeping today. But they just put a different name up there. That's all they did. So the same customs, like Christmas was never a custom that the Israelites kept. That was a pagan tradition and ceremony that was given to us when we went into that land. That was already there. It wasn't called Christmas then. You see, it was the sun god worship. But it had, they had different names on it back then. Okay, with Baal was one of them. Molech was another, another name. So it was different names that they were called, but the same custom still existed at that time. Yeah, so these things were adopted into the church, but the Most High God told us from the rip, don't let this be so. Don't follow their customs and serve me this way. But the mother world is bamboozled 
Because they took Christ and, and removed the old name and put Christ's name on it. Exactly. And the psychics were back then too because they were what? They were also teaching those out there. They were witches. They were sorcerers. So what did they do? They predicted the future also and taught certain things. We're going to go back to the scripture and prove it, though. But read on. Let me read 31 again. Yeah. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. Mm-hmm. Every abomination to the Lord which he hated have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. Right back to the scripture we just read. They burned their, their children in the fire to their gods, meaning a sacrifice was made. To their gods, and there were traditions and ceremony rites and, and, and dinners that they kept with, with feast days, which go back to the Christmases and the Easter's and the Thanksgivings. These were all pagan traditions that they had to keep, and they also sacrificed their children to their gods when they kept these days. And, and, and these are the things that the Lord told us not to do. But read verse 32, and then we're going to go back. What things soever I command you, Observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. So when you go into that land and the way they serve their gods and the customs they serve their gods, I don't want you to add that to my laws and my commandments that I already gave you. I gave you the Passover, Tabernacle Day, Pentecost. I gave you Day of Atonement. I gave you the Feast of Tabernacle. I gave you all these days. I don't need you to add Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, you don't have to because I already gave you an ordained days already. So I don't want you to add to it, and I don't want you to diminish, meaning I don't want you to take out Passover either. I don't want you to take out Tabernacle either. Don't do these things, you see? Okay. Don't take out also because, matter of fact, let's go to the scripture. Go back to Deuteronomy 18. Go back to that. All right, let's go back to that. But while you go back to that, I want to say this one thing. We have homosexuality right now on an all-time high, okay? They're passing laws all over the place. In a minute, it's going to be all over the United States. You can just marry whoever you want to marry. You can marry a, a damn animal if you want to, a sheep, a lamb. They don't even care at this point. You can marry a horse. That's where it's going to right now. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to tell you is is that the Most High says that these other nations, that's how they serve their God. A man could sleep with a man. A woman could sleep with a woman. These are the things they added to the laws of God. Because the whole world is freaking doing this on a daily basis, and they seeking psychics, which is something that is added to the laws of the Most High God to tell their future. Yeah. Just, just so everybody understand, the reason the brother's saying is added to it, because people are holding the Bible, mm-hmm. saying they're Christians, they're saying they're saved and they're born again, and they're accepting these things, and still calling themselves uh, servants of Christ. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that these things are okay when the Bible says it's not okay. So in their minds, they added it into the worshiping of Christ. <laughs> exactly. How can you do that? Let's go to Deuteronomy 18 and read verse 9 and 10 one more time together. All right. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, mm-hmm. thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter pass through the fire or that use divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. 
And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God does drive them out from before thee. Keep going. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Verse 14. For those nations which thou shalt proceed, possess, possess, mm-hmm. hearken unto observers of times, and unto the, um, the viners. The, the viners. Mm-hmm. But as for thee, the Lord thy God has not suffered thee so to do. Yeah, so he suffered us not to follow none of those customs. So when you, when you see in verse 10 where it talks about uses divination or observer of times, it's letting you know it's going right back to an individual like Sylvia Brown. You understand? Because they're dealing with witchcraft. Divination is going to fortune telling. It's going to your future and to learn what is your future going to be mm-hmm. and what's going to come out of your future. Or horoscopes. Or horoscopes, and exactly. You know what's so funny about it, too, when you look at uh, a scripture like this? Mm-hmm. Um, what comes to mind to me is, like, you have a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of people who speak about... Uh, um, for the, I'm gonna give you an example. Like the swine, they will say they'll make a statement like, "Well, God said not to eat swine because back then they didn't have refrigerators and things of that nature." Mm-hmm. People try to make all kind of um, excuses to do things contrary to the scriptures because they don't understand what the Most High understands. And sometimes He ain't breaking like, like we read the scripture about uh, dealing with witches and things of that nature. The reason why I'm saying that because when we read the scripture about dealing with witches. Through much studying and learning the scriptures, we understand that it's dealing with evil spirits and dealing with demons. But he doesn't tell us that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't bring that out. Well, if you do this, you're dealing with demons and evil spirits. You're getting spirits on you. He don't bring all that out right there, right? Mm-hmm. He just gives us the commandments. Excuse me, yeah. But man in their own wisdom, they try to explain why it's okay. Not understanding the full consequences of going against the commandments of the Most High. Yeah, it's an abomination. It's an abomination. An abomination is something the Lord hates, brother. It's a hateful, wicked act. And he hates it. He abhors it. And that's the whole thing. He abhors wickedness, man. And if we deal with psychic abilities and deal with divination and things of that nature, we are dealing with spirits. We are dealing with things on the left-hand side. We're dealing with Satan where the Most High God is warning us not to indulge in. He's telling us not to do that. You want to bring out something else real quick before? No, I... no, no. We're going to come back to this scripture because there's a lot of stuff in this. But give me Acts 16 because, you know, we're short for time a little bit. I'm not rushing to nothing, but I just want to pull out the scripture before the show does end. Acts chapter 16, just to prove to you that even in the New Testament, that the Most High God is going to bring out what, what divination is, um, that it is an abomination. And that it is dealing with witchcraft, okay? And it is dealing with uh, demonic spirits. Exactly. And that's what we're going to bring out right now. So Acts chapter 16, start at verse 16. Acts 16, 16 reads, mm-hmm. And it came to pass, as we went to pray, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by smooth saying. Yep, by smooth saying. So... And verse 16 is letting you know <laughs> there's a key point in here if people didn't catch it. And it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. So it's letting you know divination is going to psychic abilities to tell the future. Yeah. It's letting you know in this scripture right here that that person is possessed. 
You understand? So Sylvia Brown is possessed. And these are the things that the Most High God told us not to indulge in. He told us to be careful when you go into these other areas on how they serve their gods. Don't get caught up and following the same customs of how they serve their gods. Because this is how they get their information, by seeking a psychic. Because they got a demon on them. Exactly. They got a devil. As you read in uh, Revelation 18 in the beginning, 18 mm-hmm. 2, where it talks about the land is full with, with devils and unclean spirits. Mm-hmm. This woman has one of those spirits on her. Exactly. A devil. Mm-hmm. That's how she has the ability to do the things she's doing. Exactly. So when you see somebody like Sylvia Brown, she has one of those spirits on her. Mm-hmm. It's evident. It's that, the scripture's telling us that. Mm-hmm. How are you going to say you're a Christian and read the scripture and it's telling you that somebody that's a, a, a soothsayer mm-hmm. has a spirit on them? Exactly. The scripture just said it. And the soothsayer is saying the same thing as divination. It's going right back to fortune telling, going right back to predicting the future. And the Most High God told us not to seek a witch to do so. And that's the same, same identical thing. And the key point at the end of the scripture where it says, which brought her master much gained by soothsaying. And what is the world doing today when you see Sylvia Brown? If you do your research, because I did a little re- research on her, every reading that she that she reads for people, she charges about $700 a reading, brother. $700 a reading. So imagine how much gain she's making. You have pastors now, too. Like We have a clip. I don't know if we're going to have time to get to it, where this uh, guy claims to be a master prophet, mm-hmm. where he charging people money if you send me $120 a seed offering I will prophesize for you yep it's the same thing mm-hmm. you saying you're going to prophesize for somebody you're going to smooth say for somebody soothe say for somebody so they can they send you $120 for that but in the scriptures Christ tells us not to do this work for money exactly so what where he, he didn't get the memo he didn't <laughs> Because that's exactly what they're seeking. Read uh read verse sixteen and keep reading down, brother. And it came to pass, as he went to pray, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. saying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, mm-hmm. which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. I know you probably want to add to it from what you said earlier. Remember when you were talking about how the, the what the, the um, Satan and the demons, Jesus Christ Himself, if He commands them to do something, the demons gotta listen. They obey. They obey automatically, because Christ have power over these demons, and this is why when we have Christ in us, we have power over these demons. Through the name of our Lord. Yeah. So this is the thing that that is so incredible. This Bible is incredible because it's the word of the Most High God and His Son Jesus Christ. And if we follow these things, we can overcome the devil. We can overcome. Keep reading. Keep reading on that. All right, verse nineteen. Yeah. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Peter and Silas and 
drew and and threw them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Keep on. And brought them to the um, magistrates, saying, "These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city, yeah. and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans." Stop there. So. <laughs> The funny part is, it says in verse 21, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. Because being Romans, brother, the Romans, see, the Romans study and worship a different God. And it's going right back until when God told us when we go into these different areas that we're not supposed to seek the way they search and, um, and worship their God. So teaching the children of Israel, don't worship me the way they worship their gods. So when we come teaching the word of God, they don't want to be taught the true customs because they're already following the laws that they're following already. So to them, it's not for them to follow. So that's how come they were ticked off at Paul and them because why? Now that that spirit came out of that woman, she can't perform that act no more. Yeah. Right? Because she was working for Satan. But now that demon's cast out of that woman now, now they're losing money. So now they're mad, and they want to kill Paul and them, right? So it shows you, it shows you that the, the gift she had, the ability she to have, the, the ability she had to sue, say, to be a, a divinator, whatever you want to call it, yeah. that was given to her by that spirit, exactly. that evil spirit. And right. once that evil spirit left, she didn't have the ability to do it no more. So these people that's doing it, if they don't have an evil spirit on them, then they wouldn't have no ability either. Exactly. So it's an evil spirit that's teaching them and guiding them and giving them this 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 so-called gift, if we will, you know, of Satan. And this gives us. It also gives us an understanding that Deuteronomy didn't give us because mm-hmm. Deuteronomy didn't tell us that you was going to be possessed by a demon to do that. Nope. But now we learn that it's a demon that was causing you to do that. Exactly. You are you're possessed. You're possessed. So it's funny how people say someone's possessed. They'd be scared. Like, what do you mean possessed? What do you mean? You got a devil on them? Well, that psychic you went to yesterday had a devil on them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We think it's, it's uh, exorcism, like like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, their head got to be spinning around backwards and backwards and stuff like that. But it don't have to be to that extreme. No, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I know we, we, we short for time. I want to go into, I just want to just deal with this real quick while we're short for time. With what? Sylvia Brown said about the mother God. Mm-hmm. I want I want to tap into that real quick, showing you what these people are really are really serving. Um, first and foremost, give me um, give me First Corinthians chapter chapter eight. We always read this too. We're gonna to connect this with a couple of scriptures though. We're gonna to go to First Corinthians chapter eight. Let's read that real quick. Chapter eight and read verse five and six. Okay. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians eight and five. For though for though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. So it's showing you that yeah, there's many gods out here, but there's only one God and that's the Father. You understand? And there's only there's only there's only him and what? One Lord Jesus Christ by 
by whom are all things and we by him. So all things are what? Through the most high God and Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with no mother whatsoever. But see, the way that these world the world is looking at it, they, they're trying to say that the most high God had a what? Have a have a woman to bring forth. Or have a wife. A wife to bring forth what? Jesus Christ. Give me a, one more scripture. I'm a, I'm gonna go to another one myself, but give me Hebrews twelve and read verse nine for me real quick. And I'm gonna go to another scripture. Hebrews. Right, Hebrews 12 and 9. No, Hebrews, yeah, 12 and 9. Yep, I'm sorry. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, uh-huh. which correct us, and we give them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? So letting you know the Father, he is the Father of spirits. He gave us life. You understand? So man running around here today, he's here because of the Father. Period. So he is the father of these spirits that's inside of our bodies. So this is something that a lot of people got to understand. I want to go to I want to go to the scripture in Luke chapter eleven. All right, I'm gonna read this. Luke chapter eleven, verse twenty seven and twenty eight, because they give Christ's mother, which is Mary, so much credence. You know what I'm saying? So much honor, so much respect, but they're not really understanding the Father and Jesus Christ are supposed to receive that. So I want to go to Luke chapter eleven, and I'm gonna read verse twenty seven. And it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up their voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the, and the paps which thou hast sucked. So, going right back into Mary, talking about Jesus Christ's yeah. mother, giving her that honor and respect, talking about bless her, like bless Mary, yeah. right? But what's, what, what did Christ say? But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. So all these people out here teaching this mother God and this queen of heaven and giving honor so much into Mary, we have to understand the word of God, which is the father and the son, Jesus Christ, and keep his word. That's what's important. It ain't important about who is the mother God, the goddess, because it's going right back into mother nature and Gaia, going right back into the things that Akari and Kadai were brought out in mother nature and dealing with um, from darkness to light to light. So there's a lot of things out here people are not understanding, and they got to understand where it's going into that. The women goddess is going right back into the paganism of these things we talk about these other nations. The Father told us not to seek after and not to follow the abominations of these of these other um, heathen, of these other nations. Why? Because these are the gods they serve. They have goddesses. They serve the queen of heaven. So that's how come every time you hear Mother God or goddesses or talking about Mother Nature and all these things, they're all going right back into the pagan traditions of the other nations that Israel were not supposed to follow. Exactly. I want to pull out one more scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'll pull it out. You guys look what you're looking for. No, okay, yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to read, <laughs> we're going to read verse 1 all the way to verse 3. You said 1 Corinthians 11? Yeah. And we're going to read verse 1 to 3. And we're going to end it with this anyway, but go ahead. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now, now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things, and keep the ordinances as I deliver them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. So it's letting us know the order right there. 
we have the most high God is the head, right? He's the, he's, he's, he's the top dog, as they say. But no, the most high is the creator, the holy one, right? Mm -hmm. Then you go to Jesus Christ next in line. Then it talks about man. Then it talks about woman. That is the order. It is not talking about a mother God. It's giving us the order right here in this scripture. So with that, Go to um Judges. This is one we hit we hit this one all the time. Judges two and thirteen. Okay. Matter of fact, start at uh thirteen. Eleven. Judges chapter two verse eleven. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. So you know, you read the scripture. I'm going to this because we read Deuteronomy twelve mm -hmm. and uh where it talks about don't follow the gods of the nations. Then this right here, after they came out and they okay. came out of Egypt, what did they do? They went right back into doing the same thing, worshiping Balaam, mm -hmm. which is going the sun, which our people are doing right now, is worshiping the sun god. Right, you know? And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that, that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Asterisk. So that's all that's happening. When they talk about the mother god, they go on into Asterisk again, which is the worshiping of the queen of heaven. Mm -hmm. It's all the same thing. So uh, that's the last scripture. And uh, we hope you can join us next week as we continue this topic. And uh, most high in the name of Christ bless you. And thank you for tuning in. Shalom. Nope. And the most high Christ bless. Shalom. The Body of Christ Church invites you to listen to all our programs on Blog Talk Radio. These programs are meant to edify the listener regarding repentance and good works that come through the Holy Scriptures. The weekly program schedule is Sunday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m., all Eastern Standard Time. Our Spanish broadcast is at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each Saturday at blogtalkradio.com slash ICDC. Please accept our invitation to call in to our show at 646-716-7749. Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged, whether they agree or disagree, with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. Again, call in now. Please dial 646 
He said, uh, what should we consider ourselves now? I told him right now, probably I might be in a state of temptation. I mean, I'm on the path to righteousness, but, you know, he asked me to know where will I be. You got to turn it up a little bit. I can't hear him that good. Just one second. I got to turn it up. I couldn't hear you that good. I'm sorry. Is it right here? You said you said something about judgment when he comes back for judgment? Yeah, he said the day of judgment. He was asking me, what would I think? I can't even explain it correctly. He said, what, if, if, if I was judging for myself, what would I be? I said, right now, I'd probably be content. I said, I ain't know a scripture or nothing to follow it up with or whatever, how to answer it correctly. But if he, if he has a question... You could please have him call in if you can't really um, ask the question the way that you know the way that he really asked. He he definitely could call in so we can uh, go through the scriptures and deal with it. I want to have call in next show or something like that. I want to uh, I want to read a scripture to you though to get some understanding on you know you be able to uh, meditate on it yourself. This is Matthew's uh, seven twenty one right? Matthew chapter seven verse twenty one. Okay. Everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Do you know what the will of the Father is? To keep his commandments. It's does say Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. And that means we have to repent and stop doing the things which are against his commandments, which is repentance. We have to repent and do the things that are in his word. And it says, uh, through his son Christ. And verse 20, 22 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name the many wonderful works. So that's going to show you that a lot of people are going to say, in that, haven't we prophesied in that name? To prophesy in his name means you was out there teaching people to repent. You was out there teaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. Then it says, in thy name have cast out devils, meaning you, you were teaching Christ. You even had people repenting. So these individuals weren't just regular Joes that just went to church every you know every week. These were guys that was out there actually doing the work. He, he's bringing out a, an example of individuals that was actually doing the work. And he says, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. Verse 23, and then will I profess unto them. Verse 23 says, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. So it shows you, you could know that you're an Israelite, you could know, you could be out there teaching, but if you don't repent from sins, you're not going to be able to stand before the Lord. Yeah, that's really, that's really it. I'm dealing with the judgment of it. If you're not following what the Most High God says, Jesus, you're not going to make it into eternal life. You still there, bro? Yeah, I'm still here because uh, actually, honestly, I was spitting, I was regurgitating those scriptures without knowing the exact uh, chapter and verse, you know. But I was telling them that, like, uh, like we said, uh, he that uh, prophesied, I told him that, how uh, about I cast out uh, demons in your name? So mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't giving the right chapter and verse, so I, you know, I ain't good at remember every chapter and verse for every uh so, yeah. I, some of them I'm strong on, you know. Yeah, no doubt. 
Like the ones y'all love is uh, Isaiah 8 and, oh, man, 8 and 20 and uh, 13, I believe. I forget the one. The law yeah. to the testimony. It says what? You know, the law to the testimony, if they're not speaking on court to his word, there's no light in it. Yeah. That's one of the, if I was on the, had a show, that would be one of my tenets. Like uh, Second Timothy 2 and 15, study show yourself approved mm-hmm. unto the most high, rightly dividing the truth, the word of truth. Yeah, everything you're saying is on point, brother. If if you if if they continue to read the scriptures and and see what God what God really wants from them as far as how to make into eternal life, and some of the, if you keep listening into the shows and, and 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 on all the shows that we do, they'll learn what repentance is because repentance is the key, you know, to salvation. Well, that's that's what. Hey, I'm not gonna say I'm a basically I call myself a watchman. I ain't gonna say I'm a pastor or leader to people, but Watchmen are supposed to warn the people, so that's what I do. The best of to my ability is the most I give it. And all glory to the most I. So, I don't know a lot, a lot of people, uh, I appreciate all that. But, you know, there's one thing we all, I mean, we don't agree with, and I'm going to say that's the baptism thing. I ain't saying y'all say don't baptize, but I think y'all, it's like, I ain't saying it's like the only thing you got to do is that's supposed to be like that. But, you know, it's like a test. Doing things, you got to take a step. Like, you break down the head, you got to break, break one bullet in the No. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so loud? It's echoing. I don't know. I don't know if that's my phone for y'all. No, no, I can hear you, um, but it's kind of echoing. I think it's, it's over here. I'm sorry. Give us one second. But you mentioned something about baptism, right? Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, I, I, most of y'all teachers, I agree with 100%. Because y'all, even on the Baptist stuff, y'all come with scriptures to, to back up with y'all, you know, y'all, y'all prove all things. First uh, Thessalonians 5 and 21, I believe. But, you know, but it also said in uh, Matthew 28, where it states that he said the baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And from my understanding, no man can baptize with fire and spirit. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I would, I'd love to be edified or build up this first or edify. That's why I want to stand on the Well, did you hear us um, teach anything on baptism before? Yes, sir. That's why I said that's the only thing. One, one of the, I mean, if you see, if you got a thousand points, y'all only got like two or three things that I, I say. Either my teachers or understanding is off of Everything else, I agree 100%. Well, all praises, man. Maybe, you know, maybe Lord as well. Um, if you go into the archives and dealing with baptism, because we did a, I think we did a show on baptism. Yeah, I did one like last week, a couple of them, I believe. That's why I was, basically, I, heard, I probably called in on before. That's what I'm saying. My point is, that's one, one tenet or point or... Yeah, I understand. We don't um have one accord with, I'll say. I'm not, I don't want to drop a discord. That's what, you know, you know, I'm, you know. That's I can't even get the right first. Thing. So mm-hmm. that's what I, I mean. I ain't saying that's 
when you baptize and you you're once say always say I know that's a lie and from hell. So my point is this: Christ got baptized, and Christ Himself didn't baptize, but His disciples baptized. So I'm trying to, you know. Well, you gotta understand that. that. You gotta understand, brother, that uh, Christ brought in the new covenant, but in order for Him to bring in that new covenant, He had to He had to be sacrificed first. He had to die. So, so before He died. Before he actually died, we still had to do things according to the to the laws of Moses. You understand? So once he died, things got changed. But a lot of people didn't really understand the changes that took place in the covenant, as it explained in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews, uh, the ninth chapter. The changes that took place in the covenant after he died, he brought us into that new covenant. So yeah, people were still baptized because they didn't really understand the new covenant that we were under in Christ. They were still doing a lot of the things that was contained in uh, the customs of Moses. I want to pull out this one scripture, though, um, to leave you with, brother, if you don't mind. Uh, I want to go to 1 Peter's chapter 3 real quick. I just want to read this scripture to you. Uh, 1 Peter's chapter 3, verse 21. You there, brother? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. It says, The like figure whereunto even baptism do also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of God, excuse me, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's letting us know that it's not the actual being baptized with actual water that's going to cleanse you, but it's the good conscience inside of you that's going to cleanse you. You understand? So if you're committing fornication and all these other things, if you stop committing these things, that's how you're being baptized. You're being baptized and cleansed because you're not committing such acts anymore. You're not committing fornication or murder no more. But if you get baptized in water and you come out, you're still committing these acts. It's just that you just got wet. But it's still in you, in your conscience. It's not telling you not to stop doing it. But the true baptism, the true water, is referring to Jesus Christ. Like there's a scripture that says, wash you, make you clean. Put away the filth of your doing from before, before my eyes. Learn to do good. Cease to do evil. And that's what really washes you and makes you clean is by repenting and putting away the evil from you. You know what I'm saying? But the actual water, you know, getting washed in the water, that really doesn't really do anything. That's just a carnal aspect and it's symbolic to the true water, which was Jesus Christ, that really cleanses you on it inwardly. You understand what I'm saying, brother? Yes, sir. Come on, ask one question before y'all uh, break. Yeah. Uh, I've been telling people that conviction or understanding that you are in error is the first step to uh, uh, salvation, more than something like that. So if I, am I in error when I say that? When you convict yourself or feel like sorrow when you do error, I mean, sin, is that the first step of uh, salvation? Well, this is the first step in repenting. It's the first step in repenting is uh, acknowledging that you did wrong and being sorrowful for it. That's why it talks about a contrite heart. You know, the scripture right. itself where it talks about a broken and contrite heart. Yeah, contrite heart, yep. So, so Roger, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't want to leave people in error. You know, basically, there's one preacher that I'll be battling with. Basically, I got like four preachers on my block. I'm, I, I say I'm weak, but to me, they weak. weak. I, I cut them in half. But, uh, you know, 
I'm a, see, I'm a, I try to say I'm not humble. I say, I always tell him I don't know nothing. As uh, Romans 13, 8 said, we know I'm probably prophesying part. So if I know I'm probably prophesying part, I say, if I'm ever, please teach me, but don't do it to a pink view scripture. Because then I've been meditating on it and it's got a backing on it. Somebody else is true. So that's what I'm on. So that's why I ask the question. That's why I ask the question. Well, I want to read this scripture to you real quick. This is Acts. Chapter 2, verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what it's all about. When repenting is acknowledging, like you said, brother, your sin. Like, I realize I'm in error. You know what I'm saying? I realize I'm committing fornication. I realize I'm a thief. So now... I understand that. So repent means I'm not going to be a thief no more. I'm not going to be a fornicator no more. And I'm not just saying it with my mouth, but I'm actually fulfilling that inside of me not to do those things no more. Like we said earlier about the demons that's inside of us, we want to cast them out, you see? And in order to cast a demon out of you, you can't let that demon stay in you and control you. So a demon is someone that's committing homosexual acts. You know, a demon is a murderer, a thief. So now you repent, and that demon's cast out of you, so you're not committing that act no more. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sins. So now you're being cleansed, you're being washed of your sins. Then it goes on to say, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So now you're receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is truth. Now you're going to have understanding. I have one. I, see, when you brought that scripture, we was going to that scripture. I told him before Acts, or before the time when 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 the uh, those of the other nations, from all the nations, spoke in the tongues. He said he he believed in speaking tongues. I, I say I go straight to Acts. I mean, First Corinthians fourteen. But you know, yeah. in the, how he act, he don't want to deal with that. So I, he said that the Holy Spirit was not given before that time. I said David. Prayed that the Holy Spirit would not be taken from him, and Elisha, uh, Elijah, I think I said it right, yeah. asked for double the spirit of Elisha. So yeah, Elisha. the spirit was not given before that time. So I said I, I was telling them all the prophets had the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I said when I when I deal in wisdom, I'm dealing with the Holy Spirit. He said you won't do that till you baptize and all this. So I said. When I deal with wisdom, when I'm in error, I'm not dealing with the Holy Spirit. So I'm asking you, before that time in Acts, when they are Pentecost, was the Holy Spirit given to men? Yeah. You're I mean, right. I mean, what, you said, what you said was right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what, I, I try to tell them that all the prophets had the Holy Spirit, but, you know, you know they deal with, like, Acts so much I'm gonna go to it now. I was going to it right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go to it right now. This shows you that all the prophets have the Holy Spirit, like you said. All right, we're gonna um we're gonna go to um Second Peter's chapter one real quick. Go to Second Peter's chapter one. Yeah, there's one in Timothy you're talking about, or whatever. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Second Peter chapter one. I'm gonna read this, brother. It says, "Knowing this first, 
that no no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but by holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So that's the whole Bible. That's how the whole Bible was written. So you was on point. You said all the prophets had the Holy Spirit. That scripture right there tells you that. That's my issue with some people. I can't remember every scripture, but I can like paraphrase it, and I know that weakens the argument. And I also learned the best thing to do is to have somebody read the scripture for themselves. When they read it for themselves, it's like double affirmation. You know what I'm saying? It's like if, I, if somebody reads it to me, they can twist it and mingle it or whatever. And for they, but if they read it for themselves, and I said like on some scriptures they say uh, the law is done away with. Like in, uh, I think, John, First John 3, 1 through 5, they say that Christ is the end of the law for those who are righteous. I say you read 5, but the, it takes those that are righteous that follow the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, I paraphrase it again. That's why I hate doing it. Basically, well, I don't know what to do to remember the scriptures so I can go straight to them so I can cut the, cut the lies in half. <laughs> well, brother, it takes time. To just read the scriptures and start knowing where they are. It, it takes time. It's a, the Most High God gives gifts, you know, um, to different people, certain different gifts. You understand? But if the more you read, the more you study, the more you're just going to remember where to go to, brother. So even if you don't have the Bible right in front of you, you're still teaching them the word of God. Like for instance, if I'm down the street now and I see a cousin of mine or even a stranger and they're, you know, in the act of committing fornication, you know what I'm saying, or in the act of committing some kind of crime. I'm still right. teaching them that they can't commit this crime. I ain't got to pull out my Bible to tell them that. I'm still teaching them the word of God to teach them to not fall, you know, into that demonic force. You know, don't commit crime. Don't don't rob no one. Someone could be on the corner with a gun getting ready to rob someone, and I see them. And I know the kid, yo, what you doing, man? Don't do that. I don't have to read my Bible to warn him of evil. You know what I'm saying? So Yes, sir. So sometimes, brother, we don't know every scripture to go to. So sometimes we just say things that we know that's written in the word, and then later on we'll try to find that scripture to give to someone so they can read for themselves, you know? Right. You know, like Nehemiah 8 and 8, I believe, it says you're supposed to open up the book and give them understanding from it. So exactly. So that's why I try, to, I try to follow that credo or tenet. So when I, do, when I go outside of that, I feel like I, it weakens my spirit. I mean, I may be in error in my thinking, but it seems like that. Then I end up sometimes in arguments with people. So that's why I'll I be trying to figure out the scripture instead of just do what I don't want to do what most Christian preachers do, do what they do. Well, the scriptures do say prove all things, you know what I mean? So. Of course, you're going to prove all things like I told you. You know, you still go into the scripture and show them. You might not remember where it is right now, but you still could teach them the word of God and and, and, and say, I'll get back with you. I'll find that scripture, you know, later. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Right, right, you know, right. But you just make sure you know what you're saying is of the word and it ain't coming from your own your own thoughts or your own mind. I, that's why I don't deal with opinion no more. I try my best, I say, not to deal with opinion. People try to always try to get me to deal with opinion, but I say that my opinion changes every day. So if I deal with opinion, you want something, you might get something different every day. Yeah, no doubt, brother. But uh, I'm going to say, Barack Obama, why 
Salam to y'all. Jaquan uh, and y'all Lamar. Teachers and elders, peace and blessings to y'all brothers, man. I'm I, I get, I'm getting tongue twisted right now. Christ <laughs> bless you, man. Uh, tune in again. We hope to see you soon. I tune in every day, man, just about. <laughs> All right, well, 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 may the Most High God have mercy on you, brother, and give you understanding. Same for y'all. We all, all right. need more. All right, shalom, brother. Shalom. shalom.